new information in that murder case of two Evansdale cousins. Authorities say the killer is probably someone who is local and very familiar with the area. KCCI's Laura Nichols explains the new details. Here at Cook Morrissey and Elizabeth Collins went missing two and a half years ago, but authorities are just revealing this new update now after talking with national experts. December 5th, 2012. Authorities find the bodies of 10-year-old Lyric Cook Morrissey and 8-year-old Elizabeth Collins inside the Seven Bridges Wildlife Area, a remote woodland in Bremer County. Fast forward two and a half years later, authorities say this area and the people who know it are a critical piece of the puzzle. We have no doubt that the person or persons responsible for this crime are familiar and very comfortable with the Seven Bridges area. Local authorities held a press conference Tuesday making this plea to the public. We want to know about anyone who is familiar with the Seven Bridges area. This renewed focus on Seven Bridges comes after authorities met with national experts in Virginia last week to discuss the case. Remember why we're doing this. We have two little girls here who have never seen another Christmas. Heather Collins says it's scary to think someone in her community could be the one who killed her daughter and niece. If you're reminded of wondering, and you're like, oh God, I could be, I could be our person, I could be our guy. We say they followed up on hundreds of investigative leads, but they believe it's the public who will ultimately solve this case. What's up, kings and queens? Welcome back to Bad Habits Kingdom. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, thank you guys for subscribing to the channel. We appreciate all your guys' support. First things first, as of always, if you hear any yelling, screaming, or breaking, that is our one-year-old daughter, Luna. She likes to be part of the show with us, and when we don't include her, she gets a little upset. And then when we do it while she's sleeping, she gets a bit more mad. So right now she's sleeping. That's why we got it all dark in here with the, you know, flashy LED lights and everything. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, tonight's episode, we're going to be going over the Evansdale murders. Now, of course, just like Delphi, this is a case, excuse me, that really gets to us because it's about these two little girls that were innocent and never harmed a soul and unfortunately were brutally murdered. Um, of course, we don't know how they were murdered, but any kind of murder to little girls is brutal. So we're going to go over the basics of the case and Kara's already started her investigations on it. Um, Kara's not feeling really well tonight, but she wanted to be part of the video because she missed the last one. And she was really happy to see all your guys' comments where you guys were saying we appreciate, you know, we appreciate Kara. We hope she gets better. And she felt real happy about it. So she was like, you know, I got to be part of this video. So uh, I hope you guys are happy that she's back because she really is. Hey, everyone. <laughs> so basically... You know, with this case, you know, all the cases that we do really do bother us. You know, it, it really hits home, um, especially when it comes to kids, little girls. And, of course, it really bothers us when we don't have a lot of information. With this case, we don't have a whole lot of information. And so, Kara is actually going to be digging a lot deeper into this case. Um, she said give her a couple days and she'll have a lot of information. So, basically, with the basics of this case, that's what we're going to be going over and give you some of our opinions and some of our ideas. And, of course, we would love your guys' opinions and ideas as well. So basically, 
the case is on july 13 2012 two cousins lyric <coughs> excuse me uh lyric and elizabeth uh they were two cousins they were more like sisters and unfortunately you know they they just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time is how i look at it um lyric cook uh she was 10 years old and elizabeth collins was eight years old so basically the storyline goes like this uh, about a little afternoon at 12:15 p.m the girls decide they were at their grandma's house and they decide to go on a bike ride between 12 a little a little while later about 12 between 12:30 and 1 p.m the girls were last seen on Gilbert Drive that's a little bit more than a mile almost two miles away from their grandmother's house a little more than an hour goes by the, uh, their grandma starts to worry she hasn't heard back from them or seen them uh, since she saw him downtown and she starts to get worried uh, lyrics mother shows up and the girl they, she starts worrying and starts making phone calls to friends and family after many failed attempts they they report the report the crime report the missing girls to the police and this was around 2:45 p.m. or 2:48 p.m. I do apologize so Six months later, in December, I believe that's six months, in December 5th, 2012, the girls' bodies were discovered. Now, I do know a lot of people think that because the Delphi case and the Evansdale case, there's so much similarities that they're connected. I disagree. The reason why I disagree is, you know, it just seems, I know the police, they compare notes and everything like that. And they said that there is no connection. I personally disagree. I just, I just, yes, there's similarities. You know, it was both in, you know, two little girls, both in, you know, um, you know, places where no one's around, you know. Um, I, I, I was missing the word for that. What's it mean when people are not around, you know, the middle of nowhere, I guess you could say. But I was looking for a word for it. Now that's just my opinion i don't think they're connected but you never know you know maybe this is you know just a coincidence where this guy this one killer is getting two little girls and killing them it's it's very possible we just don't know we're also going to go a little over the delphi case as well during this towards the end but as of right now we're going to be doing the evansdale so the only thing that's really hard about this case is that we don't have a lot of information. We don't know how the girls died. And it's not like the Delphi case where Libby recorded somebody. These two girls, they had a cell phone. But from my understanding is that the cell phone wasn't used to make phone calls with. It was more just to play games and everything like that. So they didn't have any recording or any audio that we know of. Now, of course, the police have said that they will not release information i actually heard one of the cops say that the family doesn't need to know how the girls died um me personally i would definitely want to know how my daughter or my child or any of my loved one was murdered i want to know every information just so i can see what i can do to help now the police said they don't want to give out any kind of information about how the girls died because they don't want any false confessions and i thought to myself well there's no way in hell anyone's gonna do false confessions i was wrong come to find out they had two or three 
people come forward to say that they were the killers. And then when the police, you know, interviewed them and said, how did you do it? Come to find out it wasn't them that they were like, no, I, I'm the one that killed the girls. And come to find out, oh, I killed them like this. And that's not the way the girls died. Now, these two girls were little angels you know just like delphi and it it really gets to me every time i see a case like this you know and it it's just how can i say this it's just horrific how someone can do something like this like why would you harm children and two little girls who had haven't hurt a soul now, months later, actually almost a year later, uh, come to find out a convenience store recorded the girls on their security footage, on a security camera. I think it was a convenience store. It could have been a church. I forgot exactly what it was. But come to find out the girls were seen on a video camera um, riding their bikes, heading towards the the wildlife park to where they were bodies were discovered now when the police finally found out uh where their bikes and per, uh, there was the, when they found their bikes they didn't find their bodies except for i believe it was 20 miles down the way and that's a long way okay come to find out witnesses three different witnesses said that they saw an older white suv out there at that time now two witnesses came forward right away about it the third witness didn't come forward until almost a year later um they said the reason why they didn't come forward is because they believe the police the police already knew about the car um but as of right now three witnesses came forward and said that they saw an older white four-door suv out there at that specific time now i know there's been a uh, the police did a lot of interviews with sex offenders in the area with registered sex offenders, and you can't really blame them. You know, wouldn't you think that's priority one? You know, I mean, sex offenders that that's the first way you would go. And I, I even though the sex offenders in that area were cleared, it doesn't mean it wasn't a sex offender that did it. What do you think? Um, when they uh, did the sex offenders interviews. Um, they basically were saying that the sex offenders, they, they gave a polygraph to each and every one of them. And apparently all of them were pretty false on that part. So um, they ba basically said that they wasn't there. Yeah, I know that they were cleared. But just because those sex offenders were cleared, it doesn't mean a sex offender wasn't involved. Now, I'm not sure. Do, they, do you know if they have DNA on this case? I mean... I mean, there could, there could be sex offenders that haven't been admitted to the jail yet or admitted to having, you know what I mean? Like caught? Yes. Or, or like caught? Like they haven't had their fingerprints in the system. Oh, you're saying yet. they've never been arrested. They don't exactly. have a record. I yes. see. So they're committing sexual crimes against kids and other things but they're just not on record yet yes okay yeah i see what you're saying now this case did happen in 2012 so it was a long time ago and i know that they had one person now let me see if we could find out the information um while i'm looking up this information about this uh guy kara's gonna go over 
on what she thinks about it as of right now. Sorry. Okay, so I went over um, the case just a little bit last night. I didn't really get much information from the case. I mean, I've only gotten a, a timeline of what had happened. And really, I haven't really gotten anything out of it that much. Um, the only thing that really did surprise me was when I was looking deep into it. There was this woman um, that had an eight-year-old son. Um, and she ended up saying that uh, to the police that the, she had some information about the Del, uh, not the Evansdale case. And the thing is that was weird about it is that she had pulled, she was in front of the train and then she ended up pulling her son in front and I guess the, it was like a murder-suicide and they both died. Um, that was very tragic and, and, I, and it did really like shock me, you know, it gave me like goosebumps. Like I, I was kind of scared to investigate a little bit more into the Evansdale case after that. Um, but I also even looked up uh, the police officer's report on what the guy would be like, like the suspect, um, on what his interests are and what he would, you know, what he would be wearing, what he looked like and all these other things too. Um, but I haven't gotten into detail with that yet either because I haven't been studying on it too much, but I will get as deep into it as possible. So um, just give me some patience on that part. So the two girls that you were talking about um, was 15-year-old. This happened May 20th, 20, 2013. So 15-year-old Kathleen Shepard was walking home from school with a 12-year-old friend. Uh, while walking home, the two girls were abducted by a man that was able to lure them into his vehicle under threats of violence. After, after getting into the man's car, uh, he takes them to like a pig farm and drove the two girls over there, you know, where it was, which was quiet and isolated. There, the, the abductor uh, zip tied the girls' hands. And began separating, separating them. He led 15-year-old Kathleen Shepherd. Shepherd, uh, uh, he led her away, um, but the other girl was unsupervised in his truck. The 12-year-old girl was left alone and managed to escape. Uh, uh, <laughs> excuse me, guys. I know I'm saying that loud. I'm sorry. I'm reading, and I'm not good at reading out loud. The 12-year-old girl was able to escape. She ran off in an effort to, to get help which she found minutes later. When the police arrived at the scene, they discovered the trouble site. They found the man's truck where he was inside. The body was inside the truck. He had uh, taken his own life. But 15-year-old Kathleen Shepard was nowhere to be found. Her body was was later to be discovered several, several weeks later, about 20 miles downriver from the pig farm. She had been stabbed, beaten to. Uh, she has been. She was stabbed and beaten to death. I mean, this is just. This is just horrible. The abductor was later identified as Michael Clunder, K L U N D E R Clunder. Yeah. Michael Clunder, a registered sex offender, from Sta from Stanford, Stratford, Iowa. He has spent a uh, better part of his uh, better part of two decades in prison for kidnapping, assaulting a woman, and abduction of two three-year-old kids. Uh, 
Thankfully, all of them survived. He would later end up, he was only out for a short time when this crime took place. So this is a guy that was in prison for, you know, a long, long time. He gets out, you know, and commits this. <laughs> These cases just bother the hell out of me. They really do. So I do apologize when I do moments of silence. I just get really emotional about this case. Now, here's what I'm going to talk about real quick. Now, Lyra Cook, I mean, 10 years old. I feel my heart really goes out for her. My heart goes out for both of the girls. Now, these two girls, of course, were like, you know, Elizabeth Collins and Lyric Cook. They were more like sisters than they were cousins. Now, Lyric's, Elizabeth's family was stable. You know, they were normal, average, everyday mom and pop. Now, Lyric's parents were not. Lyric, her dad was a big time, well, I wouldn't say big time, but he was into the underground life. He was into drugs. He built a meth lab. I believe her mom was also a drug user and drug dealer. You know, so she never had that good life. So I believe her staying at her grandma's house as much as she possibly could was peaceful for her as much as possible. And of course, you know, your kids, their kids, they're having fun riding bikes. You know, it's it, it's it's a sad thing. Now, Evansdale only has a population of about 5,000 people, but there's 100,000 people in the immediate cities around Evansdale. So it could have really been anybody, but... Hundreds and hundreds of supporters went to the girls' funeral to show their love and support for the girls. It, it hurt the town really bad. It hurt the town really bad and probably the entire state. I think the entire state was affected by this. Now, just like the Delphi case, you know, the killer, yes, as of right now, he has gotten away with it. But he has hundreds of thousands of people looking for him. You know? How can his stress level be? You know, just like with the Delphi killer. You know, they actually have him on video and have an audio of him. He knows that hundreds of thousands of people are looking for him. Hundreds and thousands. You know what I mean? You gotta constantly be paranoid. You gotta be nervous. You gotta watch who you talk to. Or they're gonna recognize my voice from that audio. You know? Now, here's what the police are saying. The police are saying when they're talking about the Evansdale murder, they think the guy might have had some kind of financial. This is pretty much what they think the killer was like. He probably had financial issues. He probably had relationship issues, domestic issues. He probably, you know, had, you know, was going depression. He, he was depressed. They believe. Now, here's what gets me a little bit. They believe that he actually looks up. The case of the Evansdale murders that he actually goes online and on other social media sites and actually looks up the case and follows it. Now, the Dale Fire murders, a lot of people think that the suspect doesn't follow it at all. I kind of disagree with that. I think that the Delphi killer and the Evansdale killer, they both follow the cases really strong just to see if they have any leads or anything like that. I bet they watch it 10 times more than any of us. I bet they watch it nonstop or at least listen to it. Now, with both of these killers, you know, they definitely a lot of similar, you know. Here's what I'm going to say real quick. When it comes to the Delphi murders, 
I was looking more towards Paul Etter, who is currently deceased from taking his own life when he had a standoff with police. But at least we had, you know, some kind of evidence that Libby got for us. She did what she could to get for us. Lyric and Elizabeth, they didn't have a working phone. They weren't able to actually do anything for, you know, to try to help. You know, now, this is what gets me. Both of these happen in broad daylight. You know, both of these happen at some kind of, you know, the Myers Lake, you know, the uh, wildlife, um, you know, park, uh, the bridge, the trail. You know, people go to these places all the time. The killer definitely knew the areas for each crime. So I'm going to say either he was, if he didn't live in Evansdale, he definitely lived in one of those immediate cities. You need to get up in. Okay. Um, he definitely ended, you know. Okay. All right, guys. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to end the video. Um, definitely check in tomorrow. I'm sorry. It wasn't a whole lot of information. I'll definitely get back with you guys later on tonight. Um. Okay. Hold on. Uh, we're just not, we're not ending the video now. We're just trying to wait to do a part two. Um, or because of the 20 minutes limit. Okay. All right, guys. I hope you did enjoy the video. Um, sorry we didn't get over a whole lot. Definitely subscribe to the channel if you're watching this video and tune in tomorrow with another episode. You guys have a good night and stay safe.